Jimmy Z. I just want to be loved. Is that so wrong? Now you see that evil will always triumph because good is dumb. God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Get on your social media, get on your Facebook, get the twitting and tweeting right now. Thank you, my brother. Amen. Didn't you hear the lady? She said, gentlemen. Now, what can I do for you, Toots? I'm in a terrible dilemma. Yeah, I don't care much for these foreign cars, either. Jimmy? When the five o'clock whistle blows, so do I. The Jimmy Z Show is produced, written, and directed by Jimmy Z. The show is wholly owned by Jimmy Z, all rights reserved. Content from other sources belong to the copyright holder and or speaker. In each case, Jimmy Z can be reached via email at Show at gmail.com. Oh, boy, here we go. Hello. Hello. Yeah, baby. <laughs> How you doing? All right, Jimmy Z and the Big Jimmy Z Show once again. We did a Friday show. We did a Saturday show, and now I'm doing a Sunday show. Why? Because it's Sunday. Now, there's uh, so much going on and little things come up that I see and that I think of. Like, for instance, and I decided because some of these things had come up, I don't know what it's going to be like this week. I'm probably going to be working a lot and I may not have time to do this. And I do have time to do a show this week. I mean, this afternoon. So during the week, you can get caught up, most likely between Monday and Friday and listen to the show that I did on uh, Friday, listen to the show I did on Saturday, and today's silly program. But I've been thinking about, well, first of all, I'm not watching the Super Bowl. I have no interest whatsoever. Why? Because of race shenanigans. You got these guys in the Super Bowl, or, or in the NFL, well, it's two things. You got the football players 
who put the names of criminals on their helmets, people who got into altercations with police officers and ended up not complying and not cooperating, trying to resist, trying to get away, and they end up, get, <clears throat> they end up getting shot. I'm not saying everybody deserves to get shot, but at the same time, you invest in bad things happening. Like George Floyd, who was high on meth and fentanyl, and he was trying to pass a $20 bill, a, a fake uh, counterfeit $20 bill. He had, he had led a life of crime and now he's dead. He invested in that. It's not the police officer's fault. He was complaining about not being able to, to breathe way before. He was standing up and he was saying he couldn't breathe. The police officer who put his knee supposedly on his neck was actually somewhere around, his knee was somewhere around the top of his shoulder. And his full weight was not on that knee. His weight is on the other leg because if Floyd gets up and gets free, the officer needs to jump up right away. So it's all nonsense. And so you've got uh, football players putting the name of George Floyd on their helmet, the name of uh, uh, Breonna Taylor. Breonna Taylor was involved in drugs, in, in selling drugs, and uh, taking care of money for her drug-dealing boyfriend. She was standing with him when he opened fire on police officers, and that's when she got shot. She was not sleeping in bed. So when you put her name on a football helmet, I'm like, what are you, stupid? You got to be stupid. You have to be completely ignorant. Because people do things and there are consequences. You make bad decisions to live the gangsta life and deal drugs. And you take care of tens of thousands of dollars for your drug dealing boyfriend and you receive packages of drugs, all of this is documented. So let's not be stupid. Anyway, that's the football players. The NFL is playing along, giving $400 million, I think it was, to social justice causes in the name of their black players. So it's all about racism, and I'm not having it. But because I heard in the news that this young woman, and I forget her name, her name, I'm sorry, it's just not important to me, but uh, she was the young woman at the Biden inaugural, and I, I'm sorry, the Slow Joe inaugural, the China Joe inaugural, the illegitimate Alzheimer's patient inaugural. <laughs> I can't do that every time. It takes too much time, and it requires too much memory. But um, she was at the inaugural, and she delivered a poem. I have not heard that poem. I am not impressed with poets that the left uh, present to us as being these wonderful artists 
and most of the time the the poems fall flat if you ask me but because she was part of this Biden inaugural the NFL invited her to deliver another poem this time at Super Bowl she was doing a Super Bowl poll i'm sorry a Super Bowl poem <laughs> which is exactly what football players are looking for. I'm sorry, football fans. Those fans who are still watching the NFL, one thing they want on Super Bowl Sunday is a poem. (laughs) So she did a poem, and she did not, as it turns out, hang on, you're going to hear some weird noise, maybe I um, started up my browser. She did not deliver the poem at... The Super Bowl. She didn't stand, I'm sorry, Super Bowl. She did not stand in front of the people in the stands. There are, as I understand, 22,000 people that were allowed to go into a stadium that would hold somewhere around 80,000. So, excuse me. I got to take a breath. I'm uh, getting all wound up. (laughs) Now, um, A couple of things. It strikes me that if she had been the same girl, had been a poet at the Trump inauguration, they would have killed her career. They would have made her persona non grata, and she would never work again. But because this girl delivered a nominal, you know, moderately entertaining poem... I don't even know what it was about. I remember reading something about it, but, you know, it's poetry. And I'm not saying all poetry is bad. My favorite kind of poetry is song lyrics. And I've seen some very impressive song lyrics in my life. But this stuff, this poetry that we're being told is so freaking great, I'm just not buying it. So anyway, uh, I think, I I don't even know what her name is. She might be a very nice person. She looks, she has a soft face. Maybe she is nice. But because she did the Biden inauguration, now all these doors are open for her. And now she can do a Super Bowl poem. Well, here's the Super Bowl poem. It was not recited live at the Super Bowl. It is a studio production piece honoring what else? COVID heroes. <laughs> and her poem, such as it is, isn't much more than decent ad copy for another blase TV commercial. Maybe she can get a career in advertising, but I'm sorry, none of these O'Biden participants impress me. None. Now, let's listen to this wonderful poem that she delivered. This is what all the Super Bowl fans watching Super Bowl could not wait to listen to and and enjoy the deep thoughts of a Super Bowl poem. Today, we honor our three captains, Okay, I'm sorry. I'm going to interrupt here, and then I'm going to go back and start it over. They put that sound effect in there like there's a crowd of people cheering 
while she's reciting the poem. <laughs> she's not there. She's not in front of the crowd. You can see this. It's, it's completely faked. This is not a live poem. This was rehearsed and produced in the studio. It's like a commercial. It really is. So let me start this again. Today, we honor our three captains for their actions and impact in a time of uncertainty and need. They've taken the lead, exceeding all expectations and limitations, uplifting their communities and neighbors as leaders, healers, and educators. Okay, I'm going to pause that again. They put in soundtrack music. <laughs> this is so fraudulent. Well, I guess it's fitting. This is the poet from the, uh, the, the what's, it, what's the thing called? Uh, his fraudulency. Slow Joe Biden. She was at the inaugural, so she is part of the fraud. And this is fraud. She's not in front of the people, and they have soundtrack music. James has felt the wounds of warfare, but this warrior still shares his home with at-risk kids. During COVID, he's even lent a hand live-streaming football for family and fans. Tremaine is an educator who works nonstop, providing his community with hotspots, laptops, and tech workshops so his students have all the tools they need to succeed in life and in school. Susie is the ICU nurse manager at a Tampa hospital. Wait a minute. Is this a poem? Now, I, under, I do understand that uh, poetry is not always about rhymes. But this is a monologue. This is not poetry, in my opinion. Okay, maybe there's some poets out there who are going to scream at me and say, what are you talking about? You don't know anything about poetry. That is absolutely beautiful poetry. It's not. It sounds like a TV commercial. It sounds like she's about to go, these people love drinking Pepsi. <laughs> Oh, brother. Poetry. Her chronicles prove that even in tragedy, hope is possible. She lost her grandmothers to the pandemic and fights to save other lives in the ICU battle zone, defining the frontline heroes, risking their lives for our own. Let us walk with these warriors, charge on with these champions, and carry forth the call of our captains. We celebrate them by acting with courage and compassion, by doing what is right and just. For while we honor them today, it is they who every day honor us. Now, see, I even knew where she was going with that. That's the end of her poem. I knew she was going to end with Honor Us. So, I'm sorry, it can't be that creative if I can figure it out. It's like watching a situation comedy and you can understand where, you know where the joke is going. That's when you know it's cheap writing. This is cheap. This is nonsense. And it's all about COVID heroes. I'm sorry. There's some people who are going to disagree with me on this, but COVID heroes, like uh, people working in the hospital, they're doing their freaking job, okay? They're doing their job. Their job did not become all that much different because of COVID. Maybe they got busier, but the job they do is still the same. Take care of sick people, for God's sake. Jeez. Drives me nuts. 
all this hero worship. You know, what about the gas station attendants? What about the people working at 7-Eleven? Are they heroes? In fact, (laughs) they are. The 7-Eleven I go to had a sign on the door for a while, and maybe they took some crap and, and finally pulled it down, but they had a sign on the door with a list of heroes, and they had the names of the people who work at the 7-Eleven there. And okay, that's fine. I'm glad they are. Believe me, I depend on 7-Eleven. I go to 7-Eleven every morning on my way to work. I pick up bananas and a snack for later in the day. And 7-Eleven has always been open and they've always been stocked up, even when stock was low elsewhere. So I'm very thankful for that. But are they heroes? Like the Marines who hoisted the flag up on Iwo Jima? I don't think so. So anyway, there she is. That's the Super Bowl poem today. I was very curious. I'm glad I was able to hear it. But, um, you know, it wasn't live. It would have meant more, perhaps, if she had recited it on the field, like before the national anthem or whatever. But, uh, you know, believe it or not, this is all of the Super Bowl I'm going to watch. Got no interest in it because of the reasons that I outlined before. All right. um, uh, AOC. There's an article. It's not the Babylon Bee. It's not the Onion. There's an article at the Daily Wire that said that uh, AOC is having her followers report people on Twitter who are posting her name as Ocasio-Smollett. Now, you remember Smollett. That was the guy who said that um, he got, uh, what, what was it? He, he was beaten up by a couple of Trump supporters, and then we found out that it was all nonsense. So because she has said that she barely survived the attack on January 6th at the Capitol building, and she wasn't even there. People are calling her Ocasio-Smollett. And she is having her followers report people who put her name as Ocasio-Smollett on Twitter. So that meant that I had to immediately go to Twitter and type Ocasio-Smollett like 50 times <laughs> so that I could get reported to AOC. And then she'll give me a call and cry and say, stop calling me a Casio Smollett. I don't like it. Ah." (laughs) Good grief. What a nitwit. Why would she care? I firmly believe, I'm one of the believers in the old adage that there is no such thing as bad publicity. And when somebody comes after me on Twitter It used to happen a lot more often than it does now because I haven't done the show for six years. But when I was doing the show, I used to get a lot of stuff on Twitter that was criticizing me, and I welcomed it because that just meant my name and the name of the show was getting more publicity than it would have otherwise. Okay, uh, so she's funny, she's stupid, she's dumb. Got to get some audio from her, like an audio clip. I'd like to get a clip from her, like I have the Nancy Pelosi trumpet. Dun da da da. 
Uh, let's see. Where did that thing go? Oh, here it is. This is uh, COVID-19 and your health. And these are the guidelines for safer ways to enjoy the Super Bowl. <laughs> and this is really great. You're going to love this. In hosting a Super Bowl party, wear clothing or decorate your home with your favorite team's logo or colors. Like, we need, you need the CDC to tell you that? This is on the cdc.gov website. They're giving you, <laughs> they're giving you, uh, and this is, uh, by the way, this is about having a Super Bowl party with your own family, not having other people come over because that would be a spreading event. You would be spreading coronavirus. So I'm going to look at this and I'm going to go, hey, that's a great idea. I'm going to wear the Super Bowl, the, the I'm sorry, I keep saying Super Bowl. I meant to say Stuper Bowl. And I can't go back and edit that. I mean, I could, but come on. It's the Stuper Bowl. So if I'm going to watch the Stuper Bowl, I could wear clothing that represents my favorite team. Or I could decorate my home with, uh, you know, team colors and banners. And oh, man, that's a great idea. I never thought of that. I've never seen that done in every bar I've ever been to. Make appetizers or snacks with the people you live with. See, that's the thing. You got to be with the people you live with. If you have people that you, in your house that you don't live with, then you're being dangerous. Then you are, uh, you are causing COVID problems. So you make appetizers and snacks with the people you live with to enjoy while watching the game. Oh, God, there's another thing. I would have never thought about food. <laughs> and if you know me, I always think about food. But, you know, if I'm going to watch the Super Bowl and I'm going to have uh, the people I live with there with me and we're going to sit down and watch the, the big game, wow. That's a great idea. We could have food. And oh, and share the recipes with your friends and family. And okay, since you're my friends listening, I'm going to share a recipe. This is my favorite recipe. Go down to 7-Eleven and buy Doritos. <laughs> buy some cheese and a couple of beers. There you go. That's <laughs> that's the recipe. Oh, brother. Start a text group. Oh, this is great. You can start a text group with other fans to chat about the game while you're watching it. So you don't have to get together. You can talk about the game in text messages from farther away. That way, you, you don't end up harming people with, with the COVID that you have that the mask won't stop. Uh, you can attend an outdoor viewing party where viewers can sit six feet apart. So somebody puts their big screen up on the side of the house and everybody, six, uh, everybody sits six feet apart. Well, that's real chummy. You got to yell at each other. <laughs> Everyone's sitting in a grid six by six. Good grief. Use a projector screen to broadcast the game. Well, now you might be breaking NFL rules. 
because you cannot rebroadcast the game. Sit at least six feet away from people you don't live with. Good Lord. Now, the rest of this is all about just small gatherings. And they've had this on the website forever. Have a virtual gathering. The safest way to gather is at home with the people you live with. Here are some ideas for safely connecting with friends and family. Schedule a time to eat a meal together virtually and have, every, have people show their main dish, vegetable, or dessert. <laughs> oh my God. It's so stupid. It's so lame. So you get, uh, you get your tablet out and you, you prop it up and you turn the camera on and you eat together virtually. Uh, gather virtually for a game, trivia, or activity. You can host virtual uh, host a virtual dance party with music. I don't know how you would do that. You would get on the phone and say, "Hey, we're dancing. Are you dancing? Oh, that's cool. We're all dancing together, far apart." Plan a virtual movie party. Oh God, I, I can't read this stuff. It makes me insane. It's so stupid. <sighs> planning for food and drinks. Okay, uh, you know what? Enough is enough. The thing that I, I cracked up over was um, I read somewhere that the CDC was saying that if you're going to have guests in your home, no yelling, no cheering, no chanting. You have to clap your hands or stomp your feet or bring noisemakers. Because if you cheer or chant or yell out, you might be spreading COVID and you might kill people. People might die because you went, hooray. <laughs> uh, thank you, CDC, for the comedy. And, and that's all it is. It's comedy. It's nonsense. It's crapola. Wow, man. Okay, uh, let me take a quick break. We'll come right back with more. Jimmy Z, the big Jimmy Z Sunday show. Thanks for listening. I love this. I love people uh, causing trouble. I, I love it when stuff doesn't go the way it's supposed to go. Right, exactly. and, and largely, this is the only way we get change anymore in this country. President Obama hasn't even made a token effort to keep his campaign promises of more openness and transparency in government. It was all just another lie that was told in order to get elected. The Jimmy Z Show. The Chancellor, the late Chancellor, was only partly correct. He was obsolete. 
But so is the state, the entity he worshipped. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. Jimmy Crack Corn and I don't care. Jimmy Crack Corn and I'm not there. We built this city on rock and roll. Something, something day. Jimmy Z. All right, I forgot to turn the microphone on. That's that's why it took a while. Welcome back, Jimmy Z, the Big Jimmy Z Show. I am Jimmy Z. Proud of my carbon footprint. You betcha. I drive a V8, baby. And I pay a little more for gas, but uh, like Jimmy Crack Corn, I don't care. <laughs> okay, we're going to go back to something over here on Facebook. This is funny. This is... Our favorite press secretary, her name is Jen Pisaki. That's what I'm saying. Uh, somebody can correct me on that if you want to. Uh, I believe it's probably incorrect pronunciation, but uh, you know, who freaking cares? Jen Pisaki had no idea that Joe Biden had signed this uh, executive order. Hold on here. What are you? What are you doing here? Stop it. There's the pause. Okay, she had no idea that Biden had signed an executive order to resume catch and release. Now, this is the audio is kind of humorous, but this is really disturbing. Biden, well, we've got to back up. Uh, Obama started this policy of catch and release. Just catch these bozos at the border, the illegal aliens crossing over our border illegally, catch them. And if they have ID, I guess you you might write down their name or something, but most don't have ID, so you release them, and they, they go wherever they want in the country. And President Trump said, well, wait a minute, that's stupid. So he stopped it. Well, now, of course, uh, Joe Biden has started this policy up again, and his press secretary had no clue. It's being done about... Um what, what is being done, what could be done to provide COVID testing to migrants at the border? Because right now the U.S. Customs and Border Protection is saying that they're having to catch and release some migrants without giving them any kind of, of COVID test uh, before they're entering the community. So what, what is being done, what could be done? Are you are you suggesting they're letting people in across the border without testing them, or to tell me a little bit more? They're, they're why being released. They're having to because of the uh, executive order that the president signed earlier this week. Which, which executive? Which one? Rescinding uh, President Trump's policy, which stopped catch and release. Um, they're saying that they're having to provide. They're having to release some migrants into the community before they know for sure that they do not have COVID, and they're worried that it could. Uh, spread in the community. Is there anything being done at the, at the federal level uh, to make sure that this is not contributing to the spread of 
coronavirus in this country? Well, certainly the reason we've put in a number of protections uh, in terms of travel and otherwise is to keep the American people safe. But I, I haven't seen that report. I can't validate the accuracy of it. But I'd certainly point you to the Department of Homeland Security. Well, that is some kind of press secretary there, isn't it? She's really something. She has no idea what's going on. <laughs> Good grief. <laughs> I just had somebody... That was a nice noise came out of my mouth. Um, I just had somebody today tell me, some leftist on Twitter, tell me that the adults are back in power. This is adult? You have a press secretary who has no clue what's going on. And the adults are running the country now. No, I don't think so. These are like junior high schoolers <laughs> running the country. It's unbelievable. Okay, you might remember, if you're listening to all the programs, and I hope you are, because one program ties into the next one pretty often, I think. Anyway, uh, you might remember I told you that I had some funny audio to play from some YouTube videos, and now is probably a good time to get into that. This is so funny, and to see it is even funnier, of course, but there is one of these young, skinny models who is on, they're playing a video, and she's on the runway, and she falls twice, the poor thing, and then the second time she falls, they play it, and then they play the, the video again of the second time she falls in slow motion. <laughs> And uh, these guys, where is this? Does it say? I'm afraid it doesn't say where this television station is. It's local news, NBC4, and I don't think it's Los Angeles. I don't recognize any of these people, but, oh, man, this is so funny. Rob, this is Fashion Week over in Paris. The latest fashions are on the runway for next spring. But there was a problem out there today. One of the British designers' shows had the difficulty. A model fell down twice. That's her going down once. The young woman wearing that pink skirt and the orange platform shoes never quite recovered after that. There she goes. <laughs> that had to hurt. That was uncool. That's embarrassing. This is at least the second time. <laughs> Well, you all are just really tickled by that, aren't you? You try walking in those shoes. Hey, first of all, baby, I got first enough meat on me that it's all right. I'm sorry. Come on, we, we want to apologize. Hold on, hold on. You want me to be sports? <laughs> oh, oh, you're a dog. Oh, he lives to do that to me. Now, see, y'all gonna send your letters of complaint to me. He started, not me. He made me My laugh. bad. My bad. You're bad. What's your sports, George? Oh. <laughs> you know, that is so funny. When, when people on uh, professional broadcasting television lose it, completely and they start laughing and one guy starts laughing that feeds off 
the, the, the second guy feeds off of the first guy laughing. And so they both lose it. And the woman is staring at them like they're two complete idiots. Now, I've had situations like that. I remember one time we went out to the claim jumper to eat dinner, my ex-wife and I and my roommate Jim, and something happened, and Jim and I started laughing so hard. I think it was, God. Well, we were having a few adult beverages. That was part of it. And then something led to uh, coming up with like uh, fake names, for uh, musicians in rock bands. And one of them was something we had talked about before, a name that's been floating around for a long time, Ronnie Joe Donnie, who would, of course, be the lead singer. And then we were trying to come up with a, um, with a name for the guitar player, and I looked over, and I saw, you know, it's a rustic place, and I saw there was a post there, and I just said, it's not going to sound funny, okay, because you had to be there. <laughs> but I just said, Stinky Post. And so that would be the name of the guitar player. Lead guitarist, Stinky Post, and uh, the lead singer, Ronnie Jodani. Well, we both lost it for whatever reason. It wasn't that funny, I admit, but we lost it. I was crying. I was laughing so hard. And my ex who was not my ex at the time, she was, we were married, she was looking at us like we were from another planet. <laughs> so I love when that happens with professional broadcasters. Here's another one. This is... Na, 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 na. Oh, yeah, okay. This one here, I got to stop it. Okay, this is a morning show somewhere. And they don't say where. I wish they would. Oh, here it is. This is uh, Holly and Philip. Uh, it doesn't say. It doesn't say the city. So this is a local morning show that you would watch on TV, and they drink coffee and talk about stuff. And the female makes uh, some kind of crazy noise in her throat. And just that, you, you thought Stinky Post was a strange way to start laughing. That's all it took. This guy completely loses it. Well, Bess, you all right? Yeah, I'm fine. Sorry. Got a bit of sunny clam stuck in your throat? <laughs> what the hell was that? What was that noise? You've never made, <laughs> You've never made that noise <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> so, <laughs> so there we are, uh, and there's our, there's our best bit for a Thursday. <laughs> okay, that sounds Australian to me. Now that I'm listening to it, and it could be British. So what the hell do I know? But uh, those guys. <laughs> Ah, oh, that is great. Now, this one, this is so funny. This is the funniest 
of the well let me see here do i want to play this one first maybe so hang on tb no no that one i don't want to play okay so this video i'm about to play for you is one of the funniest things i've ever seen and and so fitting and finally somebody in front of the camera tells it like it is you know how they have weather people who go out in a windstorm and they practically get blown over by the winds and like in a hurricane and they put on a jacket and a hat the hat goes flying and they lose it and it's so stupid and i remember uh, one time here in los angeles there was a uh, weather reporter woman who was out in the rain and it was pouring down rain at one time but when they finally got the camera on her the rain had almost stopped it was just a very light drizzle and she had her foot in the gutter and she showed the water that was coming up to her her boot and going around her boot and she said something like if we had had the camera rolling 10 minutes ago you would have seen water going over my boot <laughs> so stupid well this guy they send him out in the snow so he can report from the snow and talk about the snow and what it's like to be in the cold in the snow and he has just had enough of it it doesn't say whether or not he was fired after this but i can't imagine that hopefully he got to keep his job because all he did was speak the truth about how all of these posed reports are so stupid David Watson's been monitoring traffic, but first we go to Ryan Marshall, who's out monitoring the snowfall. Ryan, what's it look like out there? Yeah, uh, it looks like snow, just like I predicted in my forecast from the studio. I'm not sure why I'm out here literally looking around. It looks like snow. You could just take a video of it snowing and show that. Why do I have to be here to describe snowfall? It's pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> Seems like the cold has gotten you in an icy mood yourself, Ryan. Okay, you know what, Shannon? I am in an icy mood, okay? Nice pun, by the way. All right, I was just standing out here for 20 minutes waiting for you guys to throw to me, and I was just, oh, doing some thinking. I spent $120,000 on a degree and four years in college to come out here and look around and describe what I see. I literally learned that in kindergarten, I spy. It makes zero sense. Also, you know what else I was thinking while we're at it? When it's like a nice day or sunny, you never send me out to the lake or to the pool for a live shot, but oh, when there's a hurricane or snowing or a blizzard or a flood, send me out there. I'll cover it perfect. I guess you have a point there, Ryan. We're looking at these reports and the forecast doesn't look good. People are worried. Have you spoken to any locals? <laughs> look around. Does there look like there's any locals out here? Everything is closed. Everyone is inside. The only reason I'm outside is to tell people not to come outside. What am I doing with my life? Well, you sure are brave, Ryan. Any word on what we can expect overnight? Uh, Yeah, more of this. Actually, 12 to 18 inches more of this but don't worry guys i'm fine don't worry about me i got this sleeveless vest that you guys make me wear my literal 
fingers are about to freeze off. I got frostbite, but oh, it's fine because we got the logo in the shot. Great. Oh, man, is that freaking hysterical or what? God, I love that. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> Any locals telling you what they think about the snow? Oh, I love this guy. He should get an Emmy. That's uh, Channel 7 in Denver. <laughs> that guy's phenomenal. Now, uh, I've been looking around to see if there's any uh, decent songs about how O'Biden sucks. And um, uh, the Alzheimer's patient is a crappy president. Songs like that. Uh, back during the Obama presidency, I wrote a couple of songs. He Lies is a good one, and Obama Sucks is a good one. I'm not going to play those right now, but um, I, I was looking around for similar songs. And uh, my uh, friend at work, my boss at work, same guy, Steve and I were talking about the Obama phone songs, which are really great, but I, I can't find them in my archives. I know they're there. But I can't uh, see one of the things that I've run into is that um, the search, you put the word for searching in a file and uh, looking for given files in a directory and you type a word like uh, phone. Well, many of the files I've gotten in the habit long, long ago of uh, typing out one word instead of separate words in file names. And it's not necessary. It's just something I do to shorten the name of the file. But um, I cannot search the word phone because the word phone does not show up by itself. So I'm not sure to, how to find those. But they're really funny, these Obama phone songs that I found one time on the Internet. They're in my show. I can find them in the old program. But that takes a lot of work. Anyway, the point is, I can't find any really decent songs yet about the O'Biden oh, presidency. And that's, that's not a surprise. It just got started. And I might have to write one myself. But so far, I am not uh, inspired to do so. I don't want to sit around. I mean, the guy is a bore fest, really. At least Obozo as lousy as he was and as dangerous and as communist as he was, at least he was coherent. And I don't believe that, uh, that slow Joe Biden is coherent. He's a mental patient. And apparently so is his press secretary. <laughs> she doesn't know what's going on. <sighs> Amazing. Another thing that slow Joe Biden has done that uh, Trump straightened out and made better for the American people. President Trump had given state and local governments the ability to refuse refugees. If they didn't want them in their community, if they thought that they were going to bring trouble to their communities, they could refuse refugees coming in. Thanks to President Trump. Now that is giving people the right to govern themselves. Joe Biden took it away. So now state government, local government, have no right to refuse refugees. The federal government can send in a thousand refugees 
into a given community and nobody can say squat. Isn't that great? I've said it before, I'll say it again. Everything that this doofus, this uh, China Joe is doing makes life worse for Americans. That's the bottom line. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to get into uh, an intellectual dissertation on how this is happening and why. It's very simple. He is ruining life in America for the American citizens. It's really awful. So, um, I could sit here and try to find some more stuff to yammer about, but I think the smarter thing to do would be to sign off and thank you for listening and come back either later in the week or probably next Friday. I like the Friday, Saturday, Sunday thing a lot. So, until next time, everybody, have a great week. Jimmy Z from the right wing on the left coast. Bye-bye for now. Jimmy Z. Everyone is stupid except me. Excellent. I don't want to talk to you no more. This miss.